What's up, guys? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. This is your Wednesday episode, which we have a nice show for you, covering a lot of camp. Usually we break this thing into day-by-day sessions, but I wanted a comprehensive look at what has gone on at camp so far. So I have a great guest aligned to talk to you all about the things going on at camp so far, observations, and uh, especially important things that have been noticed on the field. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, If you did not listen to my reaction show with Jordan Zerm yesterday on the Deshaun Watson six-game suspension, it is uh, available for you to listen to. It's about an hour long, a lot of different angles covered there, but just really talking about the impact of that decision from Sue Robinson. The NFL still has until Thursday at 9 a.m. to appeal the decision. There is some vibe that that appeal could come from the NFL when you listen to this show today, or it could have already happened. Uh, There's just a vibe that Wednesday could be the day that they uh, make a formal announcement of appeal, and we will see where that prolonged process goes from here. Today's camp, I want to just talk real quick. Wide receiver David Bell missed with the foot. Corey Bjorquez, the punter, missed with a foot injury as well. Amari Cooper with that ankle. Sheldon Day still with the back. Reggie Robinson with the core muscle. Anthony Schwartz with the knee. Anthony Walker with the groin, Denzel Ward with the foot, Javon Wims with the illness still did not practice. That's your group who did not practice today. And then a little note from our Brad Stainbrook at the OBR that the Browns are bringing in USFL Defensive Player of the Year, defensive end Chris Odom, and a few others for a workout on Wednesday to see about bringing on some additional defensive line depth. So that is a little bit of a nugget from Brad and a look at what's coming up for the next session which will be the second padded practice. But for now, we're going to get to Lance Reisland. We're going to talk with Lance a little bit about everything he's seen over the first five days and uh, just get his insights. He's doing a great job in the X and O realm, and I like to talk to guys that do the X and O's because they typically watch practice, see things in a similar form to what I do. So let's get over to that interview with Lance right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So we're looking for camp coverage, trying to uh, make up for my lack of attendance this year, doing uh, daddy daycare, as as is known around here with 
the second little one. Can't make it up at all this year. So I'm trying to pull smart people in who are up there watching it every day. Lance Reisland covers the Browns. X's and O's, Cleveland.com. What's up, Lance? How are you, man? Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Of course, of course. I want to get your insight as we start, man. Like, I know you've been a long time head football coach, Northeast Ohio area. I, I want to get your opinion now. It's different, right? It's different. I don't know if people know this, but when you really get up close and watch it, like these guys, you've played football your entire life, been around football your entire life. It's just, it's so different watching the modern NFL player from a sideline view, right? It's just crazy. So just touch on that, what that's been like for you for your first time, really, you know, cause you've, you've probably been up there and done different things with the Browns and been around things, but you know, focusing in as you are now trying to write on them, cover them. It's different when you watch when you really pay attention, how special these athletes are for their size. Right. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you have, we've all been there. We've been to camp, uh, you know, but when you go up there and you cover them and you're down the sidelines and you're, you're up close to, uh, uh, the drills and the the daily grind of what they're doing. It's the uh, first of all, it's the size. These these guys are so big. Um, but for me, it's the movement with the size. It's the ability to move their feet uh, in space. The, uh, the 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 raw speed these guys have. Um, they're all big. They're all fast. Um, it's a uh, it's pretty. I mean, it's pre- it's pretty fantastic when you're there. It's uh, it's a uh, they're unicorns. I always liked one of the things I always said that these guys are so special in terms of being able to move at their size. It's uh, it's really, really impressive. It's, it's like you watch it on TV and you can trick yourself into me and like, hey, it doesn't look that fast. I could probably do it if I was in shape and no, go watch it really close and see the power, the size, like Lance said, the speed combination of all of it, how quickly it moves. And you are just it's the hardest sport on earth to play. That's why there's only like 10 really good quarterbacks that can do this thing for a living because there's, you know, 20, 20 other people, 21 other people around you going in chaos and you have to try to focus in and keep your chill and, and uh, deliver a football to somebody. That's what makes it so difficult. So yeah, I would encourage if you ever do get lucky, maybe you're somebody who can get down on the field some way, shape or form, you win a giveaway or something, getting close to that stuff is breathtaking how fast it moves. And like, I can vaguely like really, really remember, um, I think it was 2020 uh, I was up there uh, and, and Mayfield over either somebody didn't stop in time. It was just a miscommunication on a route and the ball skipped toward the sideline, like one hop toward the sideline. And I was just trying to stop it. And I put my hand out to stop it and it hurt for like a week. I mean, I'm like, this thing was absolutely ripping and it just doesn't, you just, you don't know until you're up there and the NFL football is even different. It just is different field, different weight, different everything. And I think that's something that is, Uh, probably not talked about enough uh, transitioning from college ball to the NFL is just the NFL football is a little bit different in general. Hell, that's why Tom Brady was doctoring him all the, all that time ago. I'm out in the weeds, Lance. Let's talk about camp, man. Let's talk about players (laughs) performances. We'll start offensively. How has the quarterback position looked? I know we've gotten a little bit of an idea, not a finalized idea because the NFL can still appeal things, but we know it's six games as we sit here right now. We know that Watson's still getting a majority of the first reps, but but Jacoby's getting his opportunities too. Talk to me a little bit about what you've seen from Watson and what you've seen from Jacoby. Well, like you said, they have been splitting reps. Uh, they've been both getting a lot of reps. Um, Dobbs has been getting a little bit of work. Rosen got his first snaps. Uh, actually got three snaps and 11 on 11 and a couple snaps and seven on seven today. Uh, but yeah, those top two guys have been splitting snaps. Um, they've been very good. Very uh, They've been accurate on time. Um, they seem to have very uh, a great command of what they're doing. Uh, they're um, 
their energy, their leadership, they uh, they seem they seem like they they're in control of the offense and, and what's being given them uh, giving to them each day. Uh, Watson's really really good, and uh, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks in person. He's uh, he's really really good in terms of being able to live, deliver the ball on time, kind of process what he's seeing, uh, his anticipation, his accuracy. Um, and, you know, and then Brissett is more of a, you know, that term, I hate to use that term because it seems like a negative thing, but a game manager, uh, he takes what the defense gives him. Uh, he's very, uh, protects the ball very well. He's not a, he doesn't throw the ball downfield a ton, uh, but he's been very good too. And they both been, uh, like I said, very accurate, protect, they've protected the ball so far in camp. Uh, today was the first day of pads. So things will start heating up a little bit in terms of, uh, you know, seven on seven and 11 on 11 type stuff, but both have been very good. Uh, Watson uh, on the football field is absolutely as advertised. He's a uh, he's a fantastic football player. I should say too. I think that some something people don't know is, I think Watson's a bigger dude than people realize. They think he's oh, kind of long, stringy athlete, but no, he's he's a bigger dude. He's built really well. Same for Jacoby. Jacoby's even bigger. He's less athletic, clearly, but he's a huge dude too. I think both those guys are kind of the juxtaposed to what Mayfield and Keenum were the group before them. Uh, yeah, I could. Yeah, they're both very big, very athletic. Uh, Brissett's a very big guy. Um, yeah. Watson gives you that. He is. He does. He is um, long and lean. Um, but standing next to him and, and seeing him up close and, and like I said in person, like you said, he's he's not little. He's a very he's a very big guy. Yeah, he's he's definitely a lot. Hey, I, I should say this: he's stronger than what I think people envision him to be, and he's bigger. Uh, when you get close to him, but but compared to his peers, he's still not very big in terms of like guys pursuing him. But he's always able to bounce off people, extend plays, and you wonder why that's possible. Well, it's not because he can't handle it. He can he can absorb those hits because of core strength and things that he's acquired over the years. And uh, I think that that's worth noting. Offensively, otherwise, the wide receiver position. I don't think we need to delve too deep into running back unless you have something you want to touch on there with the running backs from what you've seen so far. But we'll talk both those positions. Feel free to enlighten us if you've seen some. Um, you know, uh, Ford, Jerome Ford, anything from him, or if you've seen anything uh, that stands out otherwise. But but wide receiver is of particular interest as we sit here, Lance. It seems as though this group is uh, a part of the, uh, the 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 different color jersey on the side group, right? The the medical mm-hmm. group, most of them, and that's unfortunate because there's some sh- some real talent there that has gone down or not quite yet participated in things. So Mike Woods is getting a ton of opportunities. So yeah, just feel free to enlighten us of what you've seen from Amari Cooper up close, how you feel about that group uh, so far. And then, yeah, like I said, if you have anything on the running backs, feel free to, to touch on that too. Well, early in camp, first couple of days, the thing I like about Amari Cooper is that he is, uh, he's the number one guy in terms of he's first in line. He's uh, his leadership. He's not a rah-rah guy, but he's energy. Uh, another guy in person who's very big. He's a very long, big athlete. Um, I was very, very high going into the camp. I was very high in Weston. I loved his film. Uh, I love what he brought to the table in terms of physicality. Uh, then he got hurt, obviously. Uh, Schwartz got hurt. Uh, he was having a pretty solid camp as well. Um, you know, I, I saw uh, Bell in mini camp, uh, you know, a while back. Uh, obviously, really good hands, great route runner. A uh, guy that I've been really impressed with, two guys really, is is um, Jakeem Grant has been super impressive to me because he came in as a kind of a return specialist. Um, actually really super impressed with him both inside and outside. Uh, runs a fantastic route tree. Uh, actually creates great separation. He is undersized, um, but he is sudden. He's twitchy. He's really hard to press. 
Uh, they used him a lot on ter- in terms of like uh, window dressing, in terms of the fake yeah. jet motions, the uh, orbit motions. The um, you know they've run reverses with him. Uh, he's used as a decoy and a bunch of stuff a- a- along with getting the ball. And then Michael Woods has shown you know he's made a, b- a bunch of plays every single day uh, from both Brissett and uh, Watson. So I've been very impressed with Michael Woods as well. Uh, liked him, liked his film. Um, better at Arkansas than I did at Oklahoma, but he's been really impressive in camp and he's getting a great look right now. Yeah, he's getting a heck of a look, a lot of opportunity and so much about making the team as a late round pick or UDFA or fringe type is just availability. You have to prove that you can be out there and you can't make the team. What's the, what's the phrase? Can't make the team from the, can't make the the club in the tub. Can't make the club club in the the tub. tub. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. That's some coach speak. Um, yeah, so he's getting opportunity. We know they've brought in some bodies. We'll see if they bring in anybody else. Hopefully we can see some more of David Bell would like to see him in the preseason. Obviously I don't want his first action to be uh, being thrown into a week, week one, two or three game. That would be a little unfortunate and unfair. So we'll keep an eye on that. I, I guess collectively for the offense, two questions as we close, how's right tackle looking in terms of Jack isn't playing. seems like Hubbard and James Hudson are getting those reps. I'm just curious if you've seen anything that stands out at right tackle. And then it it's collectively as a group, have you noticed that they have been in sync? No, no motion penalties, no, uh, you know, typical brain farts where coaches are calling them out. Cause they, you know, they're replacing important positions here. Two new quarterbacks. Well, three, if you include Rosen, uh, obviously four, if you, sorry, include Dobbs, who I just skipped over there. So four new quarterbacks to the system, you got, you know, a, a, a new set of wide receivers that are getting a majority of the reps. I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones is about the only guy, who has uh, seen first team reps that's going to be uh, custom to what Stefanski likes. So just curious how the cohesion looks on top of that uh, right tackle question. Well, the right tackle. Yeah. You um, it's been Hubbard and uh, Hudson. They've both been uh, getting reps today was the first day of pads. So you kind of got a, uh, um, you know, the O-line D line stuff. Uh, it's not real to me. To me, it's not real good until the pads go on. Um, but today was pretty good. They did some one-on-ones, um, I thought uh, even, you know, left tackle, I've been watching uh, Jed a lot too in terms of his feet mm-hmm. coming off that ankle injury. Um, the right, to, the whole offensive line for me, it, it's it's a group. And watching, you know, going down to camp, my favorite part of going down to camp is watching that offensive line in Callahan in terms of their, uh, their organization, their preparation, their attention to detail. Those guys are fantastic. Um, so the right tackle position um, – kind of just blends right in, uh, you know, those guys, they're next to Teller and, um, you know, Harris has been really, really good in camp and, and I really like Harris and Bentodio is fantastic and he is uh, an anchor in there. Um, and then, like I said, Wills has been very good at left tackle, but the right tackle uh, I, I'll get a better feel on here in the next couple uh, days um, as the pads go on. So and we get in, Yeah. We get more into like uh, inside run, the, you know, the nine, the nine on seven and the, and the one-on-ones, uh, they did have some good one-on-ones today. Um, those guys worked both at right and left tackle. Those swing guys, those Hubbard Hudson, mm-hmm. they worked at both. Uh, um, like I said, today was the first day that you got to kind of feel for those guys. But they, uh, the the group as a whole is just really, really good, and they uh, they're they execute very well. Um, they know what they're doing, and it, in terms of uh, they just got to work on. Um, just being together and just kind of getting reps and, and, and reps over and over and over again. But those guys are really, really good. Uh, and then in terms I of, offense, you, I, listen, I put you on a little bit of a bad spot there because, you know, people always ask me that question too. Hey man, how does Drew Forbes look or, or how yeah. does it? I'm like, 
And I don't know. I'm on the sideline. I can't see. The only way I can tell you whether he's playing well or not is if I got the coach's tape and watch practice with him. I don't know. Right. I'm giving you this just pure, no, just and, pure you know, conjecture. You know, it's hard. It's hard as you're watching on the sidelines and there's a million things going on to 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 hone in on a couple snaps and be like, this guy's playing well or not. We don't we'll see him preseason. I mean, you know, I just was curious if uh and you answered it, whether whether those two guys are rotating and 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 I'm a believer that both can handle that right tackle spot, but we'll see. The only way you do is you get the coach's tape when the preseason hits and we, we peel it apart and break yeah, it down. Yeah. That I way. Look for, yeah. I look forward to doing to that with that. you too. Yeah. And yeah. like I said, I agree with you. The, but it, the, the group as a whole um, just looks really, really, uh, you know, Harris is, it seems in control of, uh, of seeing the odd, even fronts. They, yeah. they really know what they're doing. It's a, it's a, it's a fun group to watch. And as you know, um, with the first day of today's being pads, everything up to this point has kind of been just uh just technique and fundamental work. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll know more uh, when the heat cranks up here and, and they're more into uh, the 11 on 11s and the, the nine on sevens and the blitz pickups. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get some good looks here in the, in the next couple of days for sure. It's so great to have Callahan man for three years to be consistent in their teaching, their process, their, you know, the chain, right. They talk about quarterbacks and sequencing and how you deliver the football and your process mentally, physically, and for offensive linemen to be in the same system the same system from a playbook perspective but to be in the same system of how you know uh, callahan teaches the position from the feet to the to the head and it's just so great to see that for for some of these guys plus joe thomas was poking around there today getting Mm -hmm. his insights and it's just uh it's just a great place for an offensive lineman to land and and that part of it's uh Part of it's really cool, man. Have you? I, I didn't really give you a chance on that last part of the question. Cohesively, yeah, yeah. have they seemed okay? Have they seemed on the same I, page or been? Yeah, though, I tell you what, there's been very, there's been very minimal in terms of with uh, both quarterbacks uh, in there with the first and second group. Very minimal offsides. Very minimal uh, in terms of uh, seems like they're getting in the right plays um, mm-hmm. when they have multiple plays called. You know, obviously with Watson, you're getting a lot of run pass option. You're getting a lot of uh, almost like triple option where they have a you know a run a run run pass uh, option uh they they're on time they're in and out of the huddle um you know the whole the whole practice as a whole not just the offense but they're very detailed they're um they're in and out of drills the guys there's a very good sense of urgency uh with everybody on the field they're uh they're hustling to where they got to be uh no one's dragging obviously it's early in camp um but we've all you know we've all seen camps we've all seen teams that are um this team seems to have a, a sense of urgency about them, about being good. Um, yeah. And offensively, you can see that they're, like I said, they have multiple, obviously with every NFL team, but they're in multiple formations, multiple personnel groups. They're in and out of the huddle. Uh, they have not had a problem with uh, any type of time management issues. Um, and once again, we'll know more here. Uh, we'll talk again soon here. We'll know more now that they're in full pads and they start cranking it up here. We'll, we'll know more in terms of uh, uh, their efficiency here coming up. Yeah, because you can sniff that stuff out, man. If they're up at the line and, you know, there's somebody's in the, aligned in the wrong spot or, you know, they get to the line, quarterback's got a question, and then the coach has to huddle them up or, you know, there's false start issues or there's times where you can see a quarterback's pulling wide receivers over to talk to them about where to go. So if you're avoiding some of that stuff, which you should theoretically in the third year of a system, albeit it has to be said, you know, you're getting new faces into that system, but the coaching and the teaching – of it should be a well-oiled machine at this point. And I like to hear that you're relaying that that stuff is rendering itself visually on the field. That's great to hear defense. Now we switch to it, which is again, another uh, advantage of 
a third year in a system. And, mm-hmm. you know, nobody is really more basic than the Browns on defense, right? They led the NFL in four down quarters coverage early and early, uh, I think on first downs. I mean, they're just, they're just not, I don't think they have one of the more tricky defenses to learn, put it that way. So mm-hmm. they give themselves a lot of advantages in that sense. We'll start with the D line. Uh, they're, they're obviously hunting for something at defensive tackle. How does that group look for you? I know it's one day. Just kind of fill us in on who's getting a bulk of the first and second team reps, if you can, if you know that off the top of your head and anything that stood out for you from that interior group. Um, well, you're getting, uh, like I said, there's there's um, a number of guys in there. Uh, the, the D tackle, obviously, is what everybody's kind of uh, thinking where we need to get um, improve on. Uh, uh, the Brian kid from uh, the Jags is in there. Um, you have Togi, you have um, the Perry and Allen, and then who else am I thinking? Who am I missing here? I'm missing, uh, uh, so yeah, Jordan Elliott, a little bit Jordan of Elliott, yeah. So, you got, so yeah. the so Jordan Elliott and Taven Bryan are running with the ones, and then okay. uh, it, it seems like Perry and Winfrey and, and Togi are running with the twos, uh, and obviously, yeah. in, in terms of you got the, the DNs are uh. Uh, our guys, but those guys inside, you know, we'll know once again, that's a, that's a really, really hard position to kind of analyze without pads. And today was the first day of pads. Um, but they held their own in there. Um, and, and those guys, it, it, for me, those guys are only going to get better. Those guys are going against two of the best guards uh, yeah. in the NFL. So in terms of they're going to get beat a bunch, I think in camp. And I think they'll only improve as, as camp goes along. Cause I think they're going to, you know, I think Teller and Petonio are going to give them tons of issues inside. And, and I saw some of that today in one-on-ones uh, with Winfrey in terms of it, uh, having a, a minimal uh, pass rush uh, kind of plan at, at this point in his career because Petonio kind of just kind of stalemated him, you know, during one-on-ones. Uh, but we'll, like, once again, we'll know more as, as camp goes along. We'll know more when they get into their preseason in terms of being able to step, stop the run, uh, especially on first and second down. Um, we'll see what they do with those DNs if they move those DNs inside. Again, those those young DNs, uh, Wright and Thomas, those are those are some large, large guys. I think they can slide inside a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, not a lot of uh, um, not a lot to say yet, just because they're uh, today was the first day. But I, I, that'll that'll pick up as we go here. Once again, physically, really good looking group though. Athletically, um, they're fit, they're athletic, they move. Um, and, uh, they're aggressive, they're violent with their hands. Uh, just, I, today was the first day I was kind of today and yesterday, I was kind of the first couple of days that I've been really with, or on Saturday, really with those, uh, defensive line and they're, uh, they're getting after it pretty well right now. Yeah. It's, it's just like the offensive line, a little tough to tell sometimes, but I was curious about the rotation stuff. So that's good to know right off the rip. Second level guys. It seems like I'm curious, the linebacker rotation, JOK is the lock, Seems like Jacob Phillips is fighting a little bit with Anthony Walker there for that primary Mike role. So I don't know if you've seen anything that stands out there. You could talk about JOK in person because that guy's a spectacle a little bit. And then have you seen with with Denzel out? Is Newsom getting slot reps or who's getting a bulk of those nickel reps? Yeah, I think it'll be. I you know I really think it'll be right now. Um, well, Newsom it seems like he's the guy in the slot. It'll be I, I think uh, Greedy will be outside. Um, it, and, and I think uh, he's he seems like body wise. I was really I'm really impressed with him physically. And Newsom's a big guy. He can I think he can play in the slot. 
Um, so that's the guy who's been in the slot. The, the linebacker core, once again, just like we said before, with all those guys defensively, now that they're cranked up in full pads, you'll, you'll get more of a look. Um, Taki Taki looks aggressive. Um, JOK has been flying around. Phillips is flying around. Walker, you know, he's been hurt, so he hasn't, he hasn't been in there very much yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see as, as the pads uh, go on and we get uh, closer to that first uh, preseason game. Uh, secondary looks very good. Emerson uh, had a pretty good day today. He's aggressive. Um, so they're secondary wise, they, uh, they're pretty good. Even their seconds are pretty good, even though Denzel's not practicing right now. So they're, all those guys are pretty good. Um, but I see right now, I would say, um, I would say Newsom's the guy going to be in the slot. So I'm very excited for that because that position is so challenging these days, right? It's like, you know, with, with those guys inside, man, I heard a great analogy on this. I cannot remember. I heard it, but you know, outside guys are covering pretty much like an airplane up and down. Mm-hmm. It, it, it deviates very flat line more often than not inside. It's like helicopters, man. You, 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 these guys can go in or out or uh, backward forward. I mean, it's just a bunch of different things, motion and stuff. So it's so much more of a challenge. And plus you need a guy, especially when you're a four down, four down two deep team, you need a guy who can come up and run fit like an SOB, just a madman who was willing to stick his head in to run game, to cut people down and, that position continues to be one that if you can find a really, really good one and we'll see, cause you know, teams started to do a little bit more of this, uh, especially the Rams, for example, or putting Ramsey inside a little bit more. If, mm-hmm. if they continue to do that with him, if they make that more of a full-time role for him, because I've seen a willing tackler, I've seen a guy who can cover with twitchiness in different parts of the field. And I'm just going to be fascinated to see how they deploy him because he's so fun as a football player and we know what he can do as an outside corner. And we have a bit more of a concrete answer about the long-term financial future of an outside corner. So as the nickel position continues to be super important, will the market evolve in terms of paying those guys? I'm way out in the future here, but I always kind of think about that with Newsom was such a big time switch there. Let's do specials real quick before we split Lance. So I would imagine yeah. Jakeem Grant's handling most of the return duties. Are you seeing Felton back there, DPJ, anybody else you're seeing rotate in back there? Um, no, it's really been him. There's been, they've had a couple different guys back there, but it's really just been him. Um, and okay. then, you know, the guy, like you said, DPJ, there's been some other guys, uh, Felton, but for he's predominantly the, uh, been the guy in terms of the punt returns. They haven't done a lot with kick return yet in terms of the full squad. Um, okay. but that would be, that would be the guy. Um, the, obviously that's why he's brought in, but um, like I said, he's, he's much more than that. He's a, uh, I'm actually uh, kind of breaking him down right now. I'm super impressed with his uh, his twitchiness and his suddenness. He's really a good football player. He's got a chance to get some wide receiver snaps here. I know he's had some mm-hmm. in the past, minimal, but he's got a real chance, especially considering the depth yeah. stuff. Uh, last question before we split is, Cade York, does it look as good as you expected it to look? Does he just kind of have that natural feel for it? Does he have a good explosion off the foot? What have you seen from Cade? He, the, he has been uh, pretty much perfect in practice. Uh, you know, they usually go about uh, six to eight kicks uh, during team sessions. Yep. He's been absolutely perfect. Um, he's making, they're all, you know, they're all going through by a bunch. They're, you know, 40, 50 yarders are going through by a bunch. Uh, and it sounds different when it hit. I'm, I'm not kidding you. It sounds different when he hits it. It is an explosion off his foot. And he's been, um, they're not, they're no doubters right now. So it's, uh, in terms of early on in camp, he, he doesn't have any jitters and he, it, it looks really, really good. He's the, the ball off his foot is, is really explosive. That's what we want to hear, right? doesn't mean he's going to make kicks yep. when the season starts, but you know, I'd rather hear that he's making them right now 
than missing them. So yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Somebody, somebody <laughs> asked me the question earlier, and 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 they were talking about the wind and the weather, and and absolutely that's going to come into effect. But the the bottom line is, is right now he he's making them, and uh, they're 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 going in by a lot, and they're splitting the uprights. So it lo- it looks really good. Good. They need to solve that. And anything on uh, punter Bajorquez? Have you seen anything? Uh... Uh, impressive there or just just another guy as a punter I don't know if you've seen you know right now it's just another guy I haven't seen very much today was the first time I kind of saw um they punted a little bit and they did some uh you know uh some short yardage punting I call it in terms of you know trying to down it and things like that but um it just like you said nothing nothing spectacular but nothing bad either just kind of just kind of nothing right now Good deal, man. This has been extremely, extremely great camp insight. Um, Lance, tell everybody where they can follow you on Twitter uh, so that they can make well, sure they follow it's, your yeah, camp it's insights. At, it's at Lance Reisland, L-A-N-C-E-R-E-I-S-L-A-N-D. Good deal. Okay, he's going to tweet out. Make sure you check out because he tweets out his Cleveland.com articles. He recently wrote one on Jacoby Brissett as a starting quarterback, what the what that can look like, how the Browns can win with him. and among many others, uh, you know, about another recent one was are the Browns missing a true run stopper. So you're just going to get, if you love X and O coverage, which is what I try to provide for you, I think, some, you know, so adding to that coverage, there should be more of this stuff in Cleveland. So I'm pumped that Lance is doing it and we'll continue to collaborate with him throughout the season. Lance, thanks for your time, man. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Thanks for stopping by, guys, and checking out today's episode. Had a ton of fun doing it. We had Garage Beers on the Twitch channel yesterday. Their podcast is up and live on your Wednesday Twitch. We have uh, the OBR Weekly with Barry and Fred Greetham. And I think we have a guest in for Barry McBride for this one, as Barry is having a busy week. But you can get all of your camp insights from Fred Greetham if you choose to check that out. Exciting things around the corner, guys. Preseason kicks off on Thursday with the Hall of Fame game, and we are not very far away from your Cleveland Browns getting out there for some preseason endeavors. So, uh, you know, the more football to talk about, the better, and this podcast is built that way. So really can't wait to get to the actual games coming up. It's here. It's right in front of us. So thanks for checking out today's episode, continuing to support the OBR, and especially this podcast. You guys have a great, great Wednesday, and go Browns.